0: Visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
1: Residents at Brightview senior living communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events.
0: Information.
2: Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side, a production of iHeartRadio.
3: Hi, y'all, I'm Julie. Hi there, I'm Brenda. Welcome to Insider's
2: Guide to the
3: Other Side.
2: Now, y'all need to know that we are obsessed with everything on the other side.
3: Yes, we are, because once you learn to navigate the energetic, or to some, the invisible world, Life is going to be more fun and much more serene.
2: Uh, heck yes, it can. Because let's be honest, Brynn, Earth School is hard. In fact, you taught me that.
3: Let's crush Earth School together.
2: Well, hello, my witchy-poo. I think that we need to write a show about you, since we're talking about storytelling (laughs) today. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that and that all rhymed. So there's that.
3: I'm beautifully done. Um, and let's not then just say we did, okay? <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, I've already tried once. Yeah, you did so a good it already exists in the world right now, at least some of your stories do. <laughs> but today, you know, this was something that I think had been brewing with me for, I think, quite a while. You know, I talk a lot about storytelling, not just because it was what my career was, But I think my whole body of work that I've done in my life has been about storytelling. In fact, you're the one who actually, as we were (laughs) doing our pre-talk, you know, told me, it's like, actually, you said, I think actually your storytelling really came to you when you were in advertising, because you have to take, you know, being able to be a short storyteller, it takes a, a gift that is... Actually, very hard to come by. Well, it's mastery, right? It is mastery, mastery, mastery,
3: yeah. Right. What's that? If if I had more time, I would have written a shorter story, right? (laughs) Right, Right. (laughs) right. Right. So yeah, it's, it's, and, and how many stories did you tell over the years for all those campaigns for so many, so many different products, so many different campaigns. And then for all those movies, like it's
2: exquisite storytelling, super yeah, tight. I think it's funny. I think I, that I, my adult life has really been centered around storytelling There's no and doubt. again, it, right? Yeah. Whether it's a short form and, 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 you know, and, and wh- I think one of the, the true masters of the short form storytelling was my old boss, Tony Sella. Tony. you know he spent 25 years condensing a two-hour movie down into two minutes when he yeah. would build a trailer and that I mean talk about mastery like you know anybody go back and watch the avatar trailer and that is mastery right, right there and it just moves um, you and grabs you just like that Yeah. oh it just moves and grabs you and then so I've done the short form in my life I was in the business of you know marketing more longer form stories at least in a from a movie standpoint and then of course I taught at USC and even though it was entertainment marketing, it was very much about, you know, storytelling. And one of the first things that I would tell my class, and it wasn't fuck you, fuckers, I'm in charge. That was more in the <laughs> middle of the semester that that would happen. But in the beginning of the semester, Sally and I were just having a conversation about that today. <laughs> I, that is like the gift that keeps on giving for you is, fuck good. you, fuckers, I'm in charge the students, they just, they think they can just run, run you over. And they're like, well, we want to pick our groups. I'm like, no, 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 no. Fuck you fuckers. I'm in charge. It's not how the world works. It's not how the world works. It's how the fuck you fuckers, how my world works. But so my, you know, the first class I would have, and you know, if, if you guys have heard this story, just bear with it. But you know, I would ask the students, like, why do you want to be in this, in this business? Because it is a business, you know, show oh, business. Yeah. And uh, I, the answers, uh, I was actually very disappointed. There was not one answer I thought was actually really very good. It was like, well, I love entertainment. You know, I mean, movies are cool or TV, you know, they just, and I just, they're, because children. I don't, they're, children. they're, they're children. And I also don't think that they had the words to articulate why it was important to them. And my first thing I would always say when they, cause because I one I was challenged. That was also my favorite like, well, why why are you in it? You know? Um, with that shitty attitude. And my response was always, you know, I believe that storytellers do for the soul what doctors do for the physical body. Right. And that was a mic drop in that classroom. It literally was a mic drop because they're like, yeah. Oh, you actually do this for, you have a purpose. You have a higher purpose of why you do this. (laughs) It's not just, yeah, wait, 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 what? Wait, what are you saying, (laughs) lady? Crazy lesbian up there that cusses and doesn't let us use our phones or tablets? So So what I thought would be a really interesting show, and I can't believe it's taken us this many years to actually do a show about this, but... You know, I uh, I had uh, I had Omicron, and it was uh, gave me two weeks to watch a whole bunch of stuff. And so many of the things I was watching, one in particular, and we'll get into that in a second, uh, was very moving to me and very impactful. And I just thought it would be interesting for our audience to kind of hear how you and I, whether we read something, we audio hear listen to something, or it's a, a, a movie length or series length, but it's all in this kind of you know entertainment. But really, to me, it's a storytelling category. And to kind of get a sense of like the lens that we use and how we really assess things and and how we go deeper into things and and the meaning that we find in things. And because I had two weeks to do nothing else but that, I had a <laughs> lot of time to think about it and want to share some interesting stories that would be a little surprising to people about, wait, you saw what in that? You know, because part of my 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 filter that I use, my, my vision that I have into things is I don't pay attention so much to a backdrop. So for instance, you know, Mad Men, right? Great example. Mad Men, by the way, haven't seen it to be totally oh, honest, I but talk, I, yeah, it just doesn't interest me. But even though it's advertising, I'm like, I've lived that. I don't need I don't to think, watch it. I think
3: advertising is the backdrop. I don't think it's the main character. That's the, that's yep.
2: the, I think yep. that's the backdrop, yep. right? Yep. So there are things that like The Walking Dead, great example zombie apocalypse. That's just a backdrop folks. That's all that is because what that story was doing was very tedious and very well done about what do we do when we're afraid? Who do we become when, when we're working in an, in a, in a, in a physical environment that really lives in that first chakra of fight or flight? Who are we? Who, how, you know, what do we become? What things, choices do we make? And what does what do we become as a result of those choices? That to me is Walking Dead. I would never think of Walking Dead as a zombie apocalypse show. Never seen it. <laughs> well, of course you haven't seen it. In fact, probably most of what I'm going to talk about, at least the ones that were really impactful to me and what I learned from them, are probably things you haven't or wouldn't see. And uh, and I will promise everybody that I don't want to give away any spoilers. So I might hem, haw, and stutter a few times because I don't want to do that because I want, if people want, are interested to have that experience, I don't want to take that away from them. So I've actually been rolling stuff around in my head to make sure that I don't screw it up. So and I'm funny. saying, Can, you know, I'm I never think now. of
3: storytelling like that because I, I mean, I so love the unfolding of the stories and the layers and the, you know, the multidimensional aspect is, you know, reflected in life through this one story. Like that's how I experience movies and series or books or whatever, but So like spoiler alerts never bother me because it just adds a richness to it. Like, oh, I know it's coming, but I don't care because I'm I'm still
2: enjoying the unfolding. Well, you know, it's that old Tao saying, which is the journey is the reward. Right. Exactly. And that's what I really like. In fact, it's really funny. So because we're gonna have to go to break her in a second. But what's really funny is um Suzanne and I have this ritual that like we'll watch an episode of something like it's nighttime. Let's watch an episode. And and uh, uh, invariably one of us falls asleep. So we rewatch episodes so many times, and it can take us forever to get through a series. Absolutely because somebody passes out and then we gotta go back and redo it again. And we have certainly done that, and lately we've done that. There's a show, not one on my list, but it was interesting. But it, it's a uh, British drama called uh, Stay Close. And it's eight episodes. We could have, I think we watched 20 in total because of how many <laughs> times we had to rewatch the same, the same damn shows. So it took, you know, <laughs> instead of taking eight hours to watch it, I think we probably took 20 hours to watch it. That's but, awesome. <laughs> but, it, but, but I like it because there are things that I miss. Yeah. And I like to rewatch. You know, I like to reread. I like to re listen. I like to rewatch. Like, I'm that person because I'm pulling things out. Well, you know what they
3: say, right? You you never the same person, right? You never step in the same river twice, right? Is the right. Spanish saying. Yes and, it is. And uh, and it's so true. So pay attention. You that know, was right?
2: a philosopher by the way. In fact, um one of the few things I remember from my philosophy class at SMU in the late 80s was <laughs> that quote. Yeah. Weirdly was that one stuck with me. You never so you never know, you walk and, through the same river twice. Yeah. And it's, that's life, yeah, right? It is life. So, on opinion. that note, uh, why don't I call the break, which is weird? <laughs> and then we're going to come back.
3: The seed, you freaked me out. i like, I know, I know, she right? I'm so excited madden. about this.
2: I'm so excited about this episode that it's like let's burn through this break. We like advertising, but let's burn <laughs> through it so we can uh, so we can start talking about some stories. All right, we'll be right
1: back. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort style amenities, and high quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at BrightviewSeniorLiving.com. Equal housing opportunity.
4: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury
2: Hi, everybody. We are back. <laughs> Since it was my damn break, I'm going to bring us the damn back. So I think what we should do, just to mix it up a little bit, because everybody's probably thinking, oh, crap. We have to listen to Julie this whole damn episode because she's so excited about it. But no, guess what? And Brenda does
3: know crap about pop culture. <laughs> <so. laughs>
2: but you do. You actually do. You just don't have the breath. Like, I I like. listen, I'll watch, literally, I'll watch shitty stuff. Um, <laughs> I, know, I try that to watch was your everything.
3: job for many years. You had to watch whatever they you know, whatever they brought.
2: And yeah, we, and we had some shitty movies for sure. If anybody remembers Dragon Ball Z, I had to watch that thing nine times. That was like waterboarding. So yeah, I've had to watch some crappy stuff in my life. But anyway, so I, you know, when we were doing our, our pre-talk, our prep, you brought, I thought what you brought up was, because we watched these, we both watched these shows and you came up with something very different than I did. So I'm actually really excited To hear your perspective. well, So why don't you hit it? Hit it, witch.
3: (laughs) I'm still not traveling as much as I I had in my pre-pandemic life. So I am watching some television. I'm late to the party, but, you know, trying to make up for things. And one of the shows I watched was The Nine Perfect Strangers. It was on Hulu at the time. I don't know where it's now.
2: But it's still on Hulu.
3: And and The Good Fight, uh, which was the... Spinoff from The Good Wife. And both these shows have themes of microdosing. And w- what I found so interesting about that is how people were trying, interested, seeking, and desperate to connect with something greater than themselves and seeking relief from what is and wanting the comfort to, you know, some people it was connecting with spirit. For some people, it was just d- disconnecting from what is um, and, el- and everything in between on the spectrum. And it, it was just so interesting to me, like, what is it about this time that these two unrelated shows, you know, that that got woven in? So The Good Fight was the other one, right? That mm-hmm. was your second
2: one. So it was Nine it, Perfect Strangers and The Good Fight. Right.
3: Anyhow, so it, it was just, and, and it just made me think about these writers live in the world and they pull these elements that they find interesting or they want to explore on screen. And, and I just thought, you know, for in today's world, especially during the shutdown, now which we are all in various stages of, right? I'm not, it's not like in the beginning where we were all in the same stage, but wanting to have an escape is really what it felt like. And, you know, seeking this, this greater experience of life than just the, the, what we were experiencing in the moment was the shutdown and I, and how we needed this external access instead of knowing that we have that within ourselves. We don't need microdosing to experience this greater connection to the element of the divine or to connect with our own purpose or something like that.
2: I think that's fascinating because, you know, I watch literally everything. (laughs) And uh, I've even started to watch Succession, which I don't like. I'm going to stop watching it because it reminds me too much of the Murdochs. But but it's (laughs) funny because I've watched those and... I looked at, because um, I look at very character arc type mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. And, and I saw micro, specifically for Nine Perfect Strangers, I remember when that entered into the story. I mean, you kind of saw it from the very mm-hmm. beginning, if you're really paying attention. Right. And I saw that, the part that, it, but it didn't stick with me like it did you. But I know, I, so when you said, I was like, oh my God, of course you're absolutely right. It's a sign of the times. And also microdosing is a big Hollywood thing. You know, I think that when, you, you know, when we were doing our, 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 our pre-talk, I know a lot of people in Hollywood that would go to these ayahuasca retreats. And by the way, incredibly expensive ayahuasca retreats. Ayahuasca is very different than microdosing though. It, it is, but but the principle of it yes. though, I think yes. is what is, well, I think actually when I left Hollywood, microdosing kind of was starting to come in because sure. microdosing wasn't a thing when right. I was working there three years ago.
3: So do do we need to talk at all about ayahuasca, what that is?
2: Uh, does everybody know what ayahuasca is? Show, show of hands. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, why don't you tell everybody what ayahuasca is?
3: So uh, I just think it's important that ayahuasca is a very supercharged Plant that uh, many traditions, mostly in South America, really honor this—the this spirit of the plant. They actually wouldn't appreciate us even saying the name of the plant out loud because it's so sacred. Like shall um, whisper it next time, like Voldemort. But in a different, on the opposite end of the spectrum, <laughs> you know, like it shall not be spoken um, <laughs> because it is so sacred. And so this, this when you uh, ingest the spirit of the plant, it is a purification process to present yourself to the divine. And people go through very elaborate cleansing before the ceremony. And then there's further, often purging, often lots of purging in the ceremony itself to come out to be very clear and, um, you know, receive messages from the plant via the, this plant transformation and transcendence. So, you know, that's a very simplification of, of a, a very involved process that mostly, and you allegedly only masters are supposed to oversee this. Now, because of its popularity and because of the lucrative services (laughs) that can be offered, you know, people land themselves in ceremonies that are not, you know, don't,
2: aren't steeped in the tradition, shall we say. Um, So, but in general, that's what the, the... And microdosing is more mushrooms. Yes, correct. That's that's again. These are all things coming from the earth. So at least there's that. <laughs> um, that is not something that's being made by you know. Uh, yeah. Wait it, until the pharmaceuticals figure out how to earth. do it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right.
3: But again, it's this desperate seeking purpose and seeking connection to that which is sacred is my take on it.
2: And what I love, what you said about it was you were like, if they only knew they had what they needed in their back pocket, just meditate a minute. And you'll actually find yourself being able to, you know, find those, those levels that you're looking to, that you're seeking to find and those answers and, and peace and calmness and all those things. And and the connection,
3: like, like I always uh, quote our philosophy
2: teacher in our yoga tradition
3: that says, there's nothing wrong with drugs. Drugs are, you know, drugs do what they do. It's, It's not that drugs don't get you high. They just, don't get you high enough,
2: right. like meditation will do. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I love that. They just they can get you high. This can't get you high enough. Right, right. totally right. And by the way, the crystals too. Right. I mean, <laughs> there's a vibration that helps. It raises your vibration. But I do think that there's nothing that raises it higher, obviously, than, than meditation. Uh, you combine them, and then you know, uh, mushrooms got to run for the money. <laughs> but what I saw in those. What I thought was really, you know, kind of fascinating specifically with Nine Perfect Strangers was the teacher was looking for even more answers than the, than the students were, so to speak. And I think that's a really interesting kind of storyline and arc, if you will, because this, cause I, and also if you stand back from it and you look at it, you've said it, but I'm just going to quickly reiterate it. It's like, what do we do when we're desperate? Because that's what that is. That show is desperation. Nobody that showed up to that retreat was not desperate. So that is a show of what do we do when we're desperate, when we're lost. and, And remember, in Earth School, we are all humbled.
3: No one gets a hall pass on this, right? So yes, they're on the screen and we can watch vicariously. But there's no one who hasn't been brought to their knees in Earth School that says, I messed up, I'm crushed by pain, internally or externally, doesn't matter. Pain is pain. Pain is pain. And and, And,
2: and loss would be the word I would use for it too, because I believe that so many of those characters were lost. Yeah. And that's why I like, like when you said about the microdosing, it's like, yeah, because they all felt lost in life and they right. didn't know where else to turn. So they went to go to this retreat, expensive, da 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 da. And yes, they were nine perfect. They were actually weren't nine perfect strangers for the record because there was a, a family. So it's a little deceiving title. Sorry, Hollywood a little better at that. <laughs> but, a little criticism. Smackdown, Hollywood yeah, Smackdown. smackdown <laughs> smack, yeah, oh, listen, I will smack them down all the time. And I love them, but I will smack them down. But that's that thing about when you're lost. And so another one mm-hmm. from a theme standpoint that I absolutely loved, and I've rewatched it twice now, and that is The Leftovers. It's an HBO show series. It came out, I think, in t- uh, 2007. So okay. it's, there's, there's been some time. Since it came out, and the premise of the show is 2% of the population just poof, disappears. That was my crappy snap, by the way. You snap (laughs) way better than I do. But, you know, which isn't that different from what we're living today, P.S. Oh, oh no, that's why I rewatched it. In fact, I rewatched at the beginning of the pandemic because... Cause okay, because so the idea is like two percent of the population has just poof, disappeared. Like they literally disappeared, like there was no no biological body left. There was nothing. They just poof disappeared. But again, that's a backdrop. That's what that is. Right. So I look at that and I'm like, okay, fine, thank you for giving me kind of a backdrop. Now what are we actually doing? What are we what are we looking at here? Well, and what I, we're looking at, yes, go ahead. I was just gonna say that's that's the call. Now what are people gonna do about it? Right. Exactly right. Yeah. And and so what they took us through, I think it was three seasons of three or four seasons is what do we do when we're in grief, when we grieve, because there were those fo- those, those characters that would have lost one, if not two people in their mm-hmm. life. So they hit the wrong side of the lottery when it came to the 2%. So there was grieving that was going on. The other thing that I saw that I thought was, re- and by the way, and the way, different ways that people were handling grief drastically different, right? Drastically different. Because again, that's how we grieve.
3: I love that they showed that. I, I obviously haven't seen the show. Or the I will give you
2: my HBO Max login to okay. HBO. We, we actually have HBO Max. Okay, over. there's all the leftovers. Go search people. it. I'm sitting up tall. You are <laughs> sitting up tall. That was frightening. The other thing, because you're proud of that. So the other thing that that is like, how do we grieve? The other is, what do we do when we're fearful? because mm-hmm. keep in mind right 2% were gone and there's a whole i mean they in fact most of the characters were trying to seek safety right so where do where can i physically go so this doesn't happen again right, right? And, and they don't know why they don't have any information the, there's which is why i actually think the premise the backdrop is actually really good because yeah. there really is never uh, like how do you answer that you yeah. can't it's, you can't answer that and which is the beauty of it because it is that mysterious villain right because that's effectively what it was like our villain was this mysterious 2% just went poof and laughed yeah and then of course people are having their own speculation about what happened there's all those kinds of things but it got so i mean the the it was so interpersonal because grieving and fear right like those are those things that we 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 can fall to our knees we can um, also be rocky and run up the steps like I got it, you know, and then there's everything that can happen in between. And, and you follow these characters and you also see where they start and where they and where they end up. And you see that arc, you see who they were and what they've become as a result of this. And that's what I love. This is like, this is the earth school stuff of, of why I love storytelling so much, even if it is fictional because I actually think fiction is one of the most magical ways that we tell stories, you know, well, like how I, we can
3: process, right? Because life in up close and impersonal is overwhelming. And so it gives us an, an avenue to process some of those emotions that if we feel like if we process them ourselves, we'll just be overwhelmed. It will, it will be bigger than we are and take us down.
2: Well, the, my best example is a difference between fiction and like a documentary, like, you know, really steeped in truth. It's kind of like there's a sugar coating on it. And when we have a sugar coating, we tend to do a better job handling a message. So, um, years ago, if you remember uh, Inconvenient Truth, right? So it was like really the first documentary that we had, and it was Al Gore, um who apparently also invented the internet that <laughs> just little tidbits I remember from the news back in the day, right? Good to yeah, know. he said somebody invented the internet. But anyway, so and prior to that, there was a movie that came out by my old studio called um, The Day After Tomorrow. And there was a study that was done that more people were alerted and understood a little bit more about the possibility of global warming from day after tomorrow than they ever did the uh, an inconvenient truth. And that is a difference. It is mine. But if you think about it, it's scary because, I mean, God, look at where we are today. That is scary shit. And if you can put some sugar on it, right, to make it to where it's like, it feels like you're being so entertained. <laughs> it makes, it does. Yeah. It does. And that's what fiction does for us. It's like, that's the sugar that helps the medicine go down. And so on that note, do you want to take another little break? I was hoping we might. <laughs> little, little break. Tiny, teeny, tiny, tiny, <laughs> tiny, tiny, We'll
3: tiny, be iceberg. right back. <laughs> More storytelling.
1: <laughs> Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort style amenities, and high quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at BrightviewSeniorLiving.com. Equal housing opportunity.
4: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury
3: And welcome back to our storytelling episode. And my elf, I think you have a passion episode note here.
2: Yeah, it's actually a series. And it's going to be a a little surprising about the depth of it. And I'm going to give a big shout out to our Australian listeners, because this belongs to you. (laughs) This is a series. It's called Wentworth, W-E-N-T-W-O-R-T-H. And it is on Netflix. And it is uh, on its face the backdrop is a women's prison. And you're like, oh yeah, of course the lesbian likes the women prison shows. Okay, that is true. So that is not a false statement. That is a fact, I do. I also liked Orange is the New Black. I'll watch anything, women behind bars. But this one, this one, should we just have a new show that we just go in there and talk about TV shows? Um, I think that exists. But anyway, so Wentworth went for Really, it's technically nine seasons because their eighth season was 20 episodes. But anyway, so there's 100 episodes of, of Wentworth. And Cubby was the one who said, um, Rieger, you got to watch Wentworth. I'm like, okay, fine. So I did. And I could not be happier that I did. And by the way, I watched it all during COVID. I mean, me having COVID. <laughs> Yeah, like that's I, a lot of television <laughs> it's a lot of television it is but I had nothing else to, I couldn't function so yeah. it was perfect yep. right yep. but here's what I loved about it you know I, I from a overall earth school you know type of things and I thought it was so fascinating because talk about an amazing um, examination of that life is a series of choices mm. You know, we talk so much about get, you get to choose making a choice. And sometimes we talk about doing things and not do Like when we don't act or don't do something, that's still a choice. That came up as well so much in this series. And I actually, because I, I got pretty obsessed about the whole thing, because again, I was in the back bedroom by myself for two weeks. <laughs> so <laughs> what the hell else I better yeah. to do? And... <laughs> so crazy, Um, that I went in and I started reading reviews. I started reading like some chat groups, all this kind of stuff, because I was really curious what other people were saying and coming back with. And I'm going to get into some of those things in a second, but no one talked about like how it really expressed how life is a series of choices. And by the way, a lot of them, because again, it's a women's prison show, were bad choices.
3: Yeah, But then and you could also see some of the good consequences. ones.
2: They my do. have consequences. And in there, there are a lot of our, our characters that, that we follow and some that you really, actually really like, that were really good people they made it one bad choice. Yeah. And you know, whether it's somebody who, you know, was being physically abused by a husband, made the wrong choice, decided to try to go kill him instead kind of thing, right? By the way, it's very early on for that. I'm not really spoiling anything. So I'm very <laughs> conscious about this. But it's all about cuz life is a series of choices. You look at it and I looked at this body of work which really covered about 10 years of time cuz you could actually watch the character's age, which is actually really fun when you yeah. watch it, something that, you know, went on that long. So you, you see this like, oh, my gosh, you could go back and look at their choices and go, yeah, baby, that's where you are, where you are. And I don't mean just the prison part of it, because also some of the choices that people were making, there's a big difference when you see characters that have hope and those that don't have hope. That was such a blaring, blaring arc for so many characters, because those that don't have hope, if you've lost hope, you're, you're done. I mean, hang hang up the towel, man, because that's actually how they, they ended up in, in the series. It's like the towel was hung for them, so to speak. It right. was different. Those that had had it had a very different arc, a very different path. So
3: we've, we've total aside, but we've talked about Young Living Essential Oils on this yeah. podcast before. Uh, they have a a blend called Hope. And Gary Young used to say, you can live a minute without oxygen, You can live a couple days without water, but you really can't live fully, not even a minute without hope. You
2: know, it's Way to bring aromatherapy into a women's prison show. It's just just in the world, I can't help it. That's a gift. You have a gift, my (laughs) wish, that you can actually do something like that. Um, But but it's true, though. I mean, in fact, I love that, that that's, that's what he said, because you can see because it plays out in front of you. And that's the beauty, I think, and why if anybody has it in and wants to watch some of these, it's, it's worth it if you can, you know, kind of look through it through a different lens. And listen, I love an explosion and a dramatic moment or whatever it may be as much as anybody else. But it's when you can step back. It's like, if you can watch something, you have one step in it to like, kind of go along with the experience, one step out so you can actually see what's, what's happening and where things are going. That to me is is how I like to either watch a movie, read a book, watch a series, whatever it may be, listen to whatever anything when you can we can have one foot in one foot out is kind of I think probably the best way that I can describe it, but there's other themes that were happening, and I call them the two r's, and that is retribution and redemption mm-hmm. it's a choice <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it is a choice, yeah, and those are the two r's and yeah. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of action, there's a lot of acts and action and conversation about retribution. And then once you see a character really engage and desire and want and embrace redemption, you can see the light in the dark so mm-hmm. clearly. Like there is such a line and you can, and you watch I mean, there was, there is a character, again, not going to say who it was, that, that within, I'm going to say it was a 10 seconds where that redemption was, was found mm. and changed the path of that character to actually have hope and to be different. Even if that person was going to stay, you know, behind bars the rest of her natural life, that she was going to make the best step. Like she found that there could be goodness in a place that you would think would be treacherous. And so redemption was um, a very interesting one. And retribution, by the way, I mean, that was happening, like every episode, you're going to see retribution. Yeah, I mean, are some nasty bitches.
3: Well, and we see that, that. I mean, it happens every day. We see it happening every day. You know, it's so it's interesting to me because in the spiritualist church, they have these principles, right? And one of the principles is that the doorway to reformation or redemption is never closed. So it's like, first of all, it gives humans hope, right? That says, look at all these magic words we have today. Right? No matter how badly we mess up, right? Because our school is hard. There's so many ways to fall down. There's so many ways, (sighs) just small slips, big errors, you name it, everything in between. And as long as you can draw a breath, you can pick redemption. Yes, you can. That's it. That's all that's required
2: is just pick it. And again, I'm going to go back to the show because what you just said, and just so everybody knows I'm pointing at my camera, at Brenda, (laughs) I'm pointing to make a point. I love the point to make a point. You will see that. You will see that. You will see. It's like they, in fact, there are many that know that they were so bad that, that others won't even believe or buy that there has been redemption, but they know they have. And they will operate like that. And that is, and that's, and, 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 you know, a lot of them, by the way, do draw their last breath. (laughs) again. It's a prison show. Let's not forget. It's a prison show.
3: And and we know this This is why people hang out on their deathbed so long because they haven't chosen redemption. They haven't, they haven't chosen that yet. And the minute they do, the minute they, someone tells them it's okay to leave. We forgive you. We support you. Like we love you, even though you've done whatever, boom, they're gone. Like, that's what we, that's what happens. It's, we get, there's a freedom and it's between you and your maker. It doesn't matter if anyone else on earth believes you, thinks it's valid, think you're worthy of that. It doesn't matter.
2: It's literally between you and your maker. Exactly right. Exactly right. (laughs) And so but that, these are things like I, I really, you know, and what I love about the backdrop, you know, being in prison is that this is some of the, you know, the hardest, harshest environments that, you know, people can live at least with four walls and a roof. I mean, I know people can live rougher in other ways. I understand that. But in, in, in modern world, let's say, that is some of the roughest you know, ways that people can live. And I'm going to leave everybody with one thing I'm, I will say, and I will not go beyond the statement I'm about ready to make. But if you're not convinced that this is something you might want to see, I'm going to give you another reason <laughs> why it is such a fascinating exploration is I have never met and I've watched it a lot of television and movies. I mean, a lot. I have never met an antagonist, hashtag villain, that is more complex and interesting. And at times, I had a tremendous amount of empathy for ever, 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 ever in anything I've watched. And you know, so many talk about Star Wars being the epitome of the hero's journey and has the best hero with Luke Skywalker and the best villain with Darth Vader. And I'm going to hear to tell you, Darth Vader doesn't have shit, (laughs) doesn't have jack shit on Joan Ferguson. And and by the way, the acting is exquisite. I mean, like I was in it. I mean, I literally was in, again, not just because I was fever ridden, <laughs> fever. Yeah. And, well, I didn't really didn't have a fever, <laughs> but that I just, cause I was locked. I was locked in a room watching a show about women being locked up. So it's like, it was like a twofer, <laughs> very meta, yeah, very meta, very twofer. And, uh, but I've never seen a villain and I'm seriously, Darth Vader doesn't have shit on Joan Ferguson and major props to the actress is her name is Pamela Rab, R-A-B-E. I think that's how you pronounce it. Exquisite acting. Like I, I every move, everything. She was never out of character and she had to transform so many different times throughout the series. So I really, 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 like, if you want to see in a magnificent villain that you kind of want to hang out with, and then people who, his was going to be funny. People will watch it or will say they've seen it and they will write and say, wait, you actually want to hang out with Joan Ferguson? I'll be like, yeah, I do. I do. I want to hang out. I just, I like fell in love with that character because of the complexity of who that character was. So um, if that doesn't encourage you to kind of give it a whirl, I don't know what else to tell you. But anyway, so this is how we, you know, this is like, you know, some of what our filters are and how we, we have the one foot in, one foot out to see what the meaning is of things. Because again, we all want meaning, right? And I just, I think this is, uh, hopefully we'll have more conversations like this, mainly because I like it and I hope everybody else who's listening likes it as well. But this is how we kind of work through some of our Earth School lessons is sometimes it's actually great to see it on a screen because they do such a beautiful job.
3: And just an invitation to be discerning and curious as you're watching things passively Be looking, be paying attention. What are the Earth lessons here, and what are my lessons in watching it?
2: Because it makes it more interesting. Oh shit! Are you telling me that I'm a villain? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, you're just a compassionate elf. (laughs) But we do see ourselves. There's no doubt. You know, in fact, everything we've said this before. What, no matter what book you've read, what podcast you listen to, we listen. shows you love. No matter what we do, it's a mirror. Yeah, everything is a damn mirror. So
3: thanks for listening, everybody. We hope we've given you something to think about today as you watch, listen, and participate in storytelling because it's
2: everywhere. And remember, our school is hard. Without storytellers. Mm. Thanks, everybody. Mwah Mwah to you, my witchy poo. Thank
3: you for bringing your expertise. And we love it. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for joining us, everyone, and a special thanks to our producer, Alejandra Arevalo, and our executive producer, Maya Cole Howard, who guides us while we guide you.
2: Hit us up on Instagram at Other Side Guides, or shoot us a note at OthersideGuides at iHeartRadio.com, and you can even call us at 833-22-GUIDE to leave us a message. We want to know what you think, we want to know what you know, and we want to hear your stories. And remember, Earth school is hard without the other side. Insider's Guide to the Other Side is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury.
0: information.